Hey everybody and welcome back to the GN Podcast. I'm Hunter Thrasher and this is the second episode of our podcast series, Saints of the Church. Today I'm sitting down with two good old boys, Larry Johnson and Ronnie Garrett, and I can tell you firsthand that you're going to be laughing through the entire thing. Before we get started though, I want to be sure to thank our sponsor one more time, the GN Kids Department. Construction is going to be starting any day and we'd love for you to partner with us to help make this dream a reality. Here's this week's episode. I hope you guys enjoy it. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to the GN Podcast. I'm here with two guys today that I think most of you already know, uh, Mr. Ronnie Garrett and Mr. Larry Johnson. I'm really excited to have them them on today. Uh, why don't you guys say hello and just introduce yourself a little bit. Uh, Ronnie, why don't you start for us? Okay, my name's Ronnie Garrett, and uh, uh, that's about all the introduction you really need. <laughs> I, gosh, too many people knows me already. Yeah, when you, when'd you start going to the church? Well, I attended here as a child, but it was not regular. I was raised in the Free Will Baptist Church up the street here, but uh, Aunt Lady and Uncle Homer and a lot of my kinfolks has gone here for years and years and years, and we would come down occasionally, and it might be like at a special occasion, like a revival, mm-hmm. or uh, even back in Bible school days, I can remember and coming to uh, Sunday school some. Mary Ann was a Sunday school teacher, and we had little books that we done our lesson planning with and everything, Sunday school books. But uh, in about 95 was when I sort of got pretty regular and coming with my wife instead of going fishing on Sundays. uh, I I spent a lot of Sundays in a fishing boat and I'd come home and they'd come home from church. That's, I don't know, that's what, a lot of men do that. Yep. And then uh, I had some, uh, struggles in life along about that time and the Lord really went to working on me about how much I needed him and it got to be regular and uh, anymore you just can't miss. That's right. You can't miss. That's, that's you awesome. got to be here. That's right. Yeah. Mr. Larry, uh, why don't you introduce yourself? Uh, Larry Johnson. Uh, I don't know why attended this church a long time. <clears throat> my grandmothers went here, my mother. Uh, I think I've been coming here about 50 years, and I've seen a lot of changes. Over that time? Over that time. So who was, so, so who was the pastor when y'all first started, started here? As far as me, mm-hmm. uh, Brother Jim Sanders has Brother been Jim. my, uh, was, has been the pastor. Yeah, he. I up think, until I think the he started kind of in the seventies. I think. Yeah. yeah. Um, what about you, Larry? When you first started coming? I think. Here? I remember when Brother Ward, Jack Ward, uh, when I was a little bitty boy, uh, I would come with my grandmother. Yeah. And, uh, but after that, it was. Uh, I believe his name was Brother. Thomas or Thompson Thomas, I believe. He had, I think he had two kids. 
but I think it's Brother Tom. So. Okay, gotcha. Gotcha. Well, you both have been here for um, for for a long time. Uh, Ronnie, you've been here for 20-something years, and, and Larry, almost 50. Um, what what As you look back over your time here at Greenburn Nazarene, what is one of your favorite memories? And I, I asked this to Marion and Pat last time, um, but I, just what is your, when you look back, is your biggest highlight over those past few years? Well, I really thank a lot of Brother Jim. Mm-hmm. He is a very godly man, a very intelligent man. He's just a wonderful pastor. Uh, he shepherded the flock here, so to say. I have enjoyed watching as Brother Jim brought Brother Steve on board as a youth pastor and watching Steve mature as a youth pastor. He would occasionally preach for Brother Jim, fill in, and you could see a youth pastor standing at the pulpit and uh, he progressed and when Brother Jim announced his retirement, well, uh, it was surprise, but we knew, I was on church board then, and we knew that we had been prepping a youth pastor to move up. And it, uh, it's just like a putting a puzzle together. The pieces just fell into place. Wow. And I have watched Steve with his youth pastor ways grow into the senior pastor that he is right now. But he has uh, grown from a youth pastor to a senior pastor. I don't know how else to put it. Yeah. I can mm-hmm. see I can see the changes. And he's uh he's feeding and taking care of his congregation like a pastor's supposed to do. Wow. Yeah. And I appreciate him like I appreciate Brother Jim. That's what. That's neat. That's neat for for me. That's something cool to be able to see that, um, you know, sometimes a pastoral transition can be pretty rocky um, for a lot of churches, and I think that that one, um, from what what you're saying, was was pretty smooth, and it was pretty, it was kind of a more natural transition, which I think a lot of churches kind of long for it and need, and not a lot get during that time of transition. Mm -hmm. But that's that's pretty neat. Well, a little later on, I'll have another story or two about that transition. Too. <laughs> yeah, go ahead, Larry. Uh, Larry, well, yeah, what's one of your favorite stories that you can think of? Oh, I, I tell you, there's so many of them, I guess. Uh, well, it was in the 70s, I guess. 78. I was elected on the church board, and I was 26. I guess, 27, and there wasn't very many men. Mm-hmm. And uh, But anyway, Brother Jones was our pastor. Brian Jones? Brian Jones. And uh, I guess he'll be, he'll always be my pastor. Yeah. You know, I mean, a senior. Yeah. Uh, but with Brother Jones, uh, he was just, he was a big kid. <laughs> and he helped a lot of people, but he had to work. You know, I mean, the church couldn't pay him mm-hmm. what he's worth. But me and him, I'd work with him on a job somewhere. You know, yeah. he he'd come. 
was building my house. He he just showed up and he said, well, let's put a roof on it, you know, and wow. uh, shingles. And we'd I'd work and but but he was a uh, as far as the church, the Nazarene church. He knew everybody in town. Called the ball games, every football game. And Sunday, he'd preach and we had our own. But that's when our band started with him. Okay. He had the band. It was Gretchen, uh, his boy, his other, his other two daughters. That's where the Sunday night they played in the band, and that was a that was a big thing. That was a that was a big thing. And that, that's, you know, that's some of the memories I, I've got. And, uh, but we, we've seen some tough times back then, too. Yeah. Tell me, tell me a little bit about that. Um, because, you know, I, I think that people look at our church today and see how, um, for lack of a better word, successful we are. Um, and and we, aren't, we aren't lacking for hardly anything. Um, no. And, and so... I think that it's easy to look at that and think that we've never struggled, but that's that's not the case. Uh, what, what have been some times um, that y'all seen that the, the church is that the church has struggled? You both served pretty long tenures on the board, so you get to see a lot that a lot of people other a lot of other people don't see. So I know you have some stories that other people don't. Ooh. Man, I don't know. What do you think, Ron? You 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 talk first, and I'll come in after. <laughs> well, we, we we can might, we could probably address this together. Uh, we've both been on the church board for a, a, a period of time, but uh, dealing and taking care of the business of the church, we we've grown. Mm-hmm. Growth has been a and, and growth is good. Mm-hmm. Growth is good, but it presents it uh, uh, situations and hardships and struggles. Absolutely. As you grow, you just outgrow what you got yep mm-hmm. and we've been in several over the last 20 plus years mm-hmm. we've been in several building programs mm-hmm. and financing a building program uh, is always uh, uh, an issue yep and uh, God has taken care of that he's always taken care of that and uh, our te- our teen department our teens uh, it's grown and it's moved from little classrooms to, yep. uh, well, that's the biggest Sunday school classroom down there. Well, we just have to move them out. Them older folks can move. We'll bust up. We'll do something different because the teens is outgrown, and they need a bigger facility, bigger room. And now they've moved up into the attic, and uh, uh, they're about to outgrow the attic, mm-hmm. what we call the attic. But... Uh, then we, well, our congregation has grown, and we built a new sanctuary several years ago. And uh, man, it's big, mm-hmm. it's big, and you could get lost in there. <laughs> but now we've grown to the point that we have two services. Mm-hmm. To uh, there's codes, there's stuff, uh, fire codes and stuff like that. You ain't got enough exits for 500, 600 people, mm-hmm. and you have to split it up. It, that that's some of the struggles, uh, and that's a good thing. Yeah, that's 
I know there's, been, there's probably been a lot of struggles that I was not aware of and, or anything, but there's a lot of peace and harmony in this place. Yeah, there is. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, was, I was thinking about it the other day, and yeah, I think it's really cool how every, every big area in our church was at one time our sanctuary. Um, if you think about it, we've got the, the current sanctuary, and then uh, before that, we were in the Family Life Center, and before that, we were in this building over here where the teen room and Sunday school classroom is, and I think that just shows um, the steps of growth that we've taken over just the past you know, 20 or 30 years. All of those building projects have been there, um, and I think that's something that's really cool, but like you said, uh, construction doesn't come with a, without a little pain and without a little, you know, with stuff going on. Um, but it's it's good to, it's 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 good to hurt like that I think. Uh, well, and Larry Larry can address that attest to that. The uh, I can remember a long time ago in the original sanctuary here, mm-hmm. and it had big beams, and the pews just sitting in there. And sometimes you might be sitting behind a beam where you had to lean out <laughs> to see the well, who sang it. You had to lean out yeah. from behind that beam. Remember if you did, yeah. and, and like you said. And another thing that we moved from that sanctuary into what we call the Family Life Center now, and it was because we ran out of room, mm-hmm. we built a bigger room, yep. and that was a, a gymnasium type deal, and we took that over as a sanctuary and uh, had a lot of uh, services in there. And uh, there would be times, one thing that comes to mind, there would be times it would come up a storm, a cloud. Mm-hmm. And that's a metal building, and <laughs> the thunder and the rain would get, the rain would get so loud it would almost drown out the pastor. Golly! Uh, but, and then we moved into a wonderful big facility that mm-hmm. uh, God's just blessing, blessing, blessing. Absolutely. But you see the growth, Larry. Yeah, Larry. What was what's one of the struggles that you've seen just uh, in your time here? Well. How are we going to pay the light bill on the preacher? <laughs> no, it would. Well, I've seen when I first got on the board with Brother Jones, his brother, uh, uh, Brother George Livlong, uh, I think Mary Ann was on there. <clears throat> but really, it was the finances. Mm-hmm. And maybe we'd have. 60 people, you know, or 60, 50, 60. And we had some pretty hard time. But I want to tell you something about this building here, the yeah. sanctuary. We built this in 1972, 73. Brother Harrison was our pastor at that time. Mm-hmm. And he was a go-getter. I don't know if you've ever heard of Brother Harrison. Mm-hmm. He was a, I think he was in the military. And Wasn't he? Retired. And but he still had that. I mean, he was he was a go getter. Yeah, he was a hustler. Well, our ceiling, well, <laughs> it was supposed to be. Uh, uh, the tongue and groove was a. Uh, oh, it was a cedar. Well, come time to get it, we couldn't get it. So you know what that was up there. It was a stop for building horse trailers. Really? Floors. It was the flooring. It was the floor in horse trailers. <laughs> so that's what's on the ceiling. Golly. And, and uh, of course, we said, well, what are we going to do? Mm-hmm. You know, I wasn't on the board at that time. Yeah. 
but I knew the the contractors. We had all worked together. I was mm -hmm. land brick, and Gary Harrington was building it in Floyd Osmore. What are we gonna do, brother? Uh, brother Harrison said, "Well, we'll just use some stock trucks." <laughs> so that's what's what's on the scene. Golly. Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah, that, that was that was in the uh, that yeah that was in the old block yeah, yeah, this in between yeah. them beams I was talking yeah, about. Yeah, in between them yeah. in between wow. them beams. Yeah. And the bathroom and it's still just about that wide. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and people say, My goodness <laughs> But but that's some of the funny funny things, wow. you know. And uh, I, I don't I don't know we it was a big, this sanctuary was the biggest building that was was built in Greenberg. Well, the other church, they were all built. Mm -hmm. But at that time, this was a big building Wow. for, for, for Greenberg. How many would that, uh, the sanctuary that was over here that's the youth room now, how many would that fit? Oh, Ronnie, I don't, 150? Maybe boy, I think they'd be stretching it to get 150 in there. I'd say, I'd say between 100 and 125. But now yeah, you could maybe. probably you could probably pack them in and around yeah. the walls like yeah. ball games. We used to people would stand around yeah. the walls yeah. and you get an extra hundred people around the walls. Well, <laughs> and when Brother Jim got here, it filled up. Yeah, yeah. Over over a matter of time. Yeah. yeah. What year was it that they decided to start, um, that they built the gym and started having services out there? Was that, uh, they, they built it in 95, but when did they change over to have services there? Well, the building was built in 95, mm -hmm. pretty sure. I bet it and we were still having things. services out here in yeah. this over sanctuary for a while. Probably around 2000, I guess, huh? 2000. 2000 or just prior to 2000, we just outgrew the space that we had right here and we've got yeah. to do something and we had a had a great big gymnasium sized building back here mm -hmm. and uh, bought chairs to set everybody in yeah. yeah so what what do you think and this might be this might be um, this might be a tough question to answer but what do you think um, we saw a lot of growth under brother Jim and then now pastor Steve too, but brother Jim specifically, he was here for 25 or 27 years. And we talked about it the other day. I think that he grew the church from 85 people to well over to almost well over 300. Yes. Um, in just the 27 years. What, what do you think uh, it was about that time period that really fostered that growth? Well, of course, Greenbrier was growing, mm -hmm. people moving in. Absolutely. But I believe that we had a very humble pastor, and people liked that. Mm -hmm. And he had a personality at that at that time, mm -hmm. when, and during that growth. At that time, I think people was looking for that. Yeah. And I'm not saying that any other preacher it preached yeah. here was like. I mean, right. But at that at that time, mm -hmm. it, it was. I, I mean, that's what I think. Uh, wow. And and people, were, he taught you how to be friendly. Yeah. You know, it wouldn't. And I've seen it. Mm -hmm. When you walk through the door, I, I mean, of this church, 
that you you didn't see somebody at the back door say, "Come on in here," you know. We, we, I, but years and years ago. Yeah. But uh, at, at at that time, I believe a biggest percentage of that was the pastor. Wow. When when you think about about stuff that people need to know. Um, that just got here or haven't been here for very long or may not know? What, what's some other stuff that kind of pops to mind? Well, the atmosphere at this church is very easygoing, mm-hmm. very friendly. When you come into this church, you're looking for something. Mm-hmm. And you've seen it in uh, the people that attend this church. You see it on the streets and this, that, and the other. And uh, I use that phrase a lot. A lot of people does that. Uh, but, uh, yeah, they're searching. They're looking for something. And uh, Brother Jim has got a personality, not to, to be taking anything away from anybody else, but Jim had a, a, a very likable personality. Mm-hmm. And he would, uh, uh, if you needed if you needed anything, he was right there, mm-hmm. right there. And uh, uh, that just made it uh, easier to build a church and get get folks committed and not committed insane but yeah. committed to uh, Brother Steve says bought in mm-hmm. Brother Steve, he uses the term bought in and uh, like I said people will and man when you get bought in it's a whole lot easier to uh, get volunteerism and uh, people to help Absolutely. and uh, uh, know what the plan is but uh, Brother Jim was made it real easy, and he, he instilled that in his congregation to uh, stick your hand out, welcome people in, and pull them in, and uh, make them comfortable, and then hit them with Jesus Christ. Yeah. Then give them the good news. Yeah. What? Um, let me ask you guys, because uh, I think that this is really important, and, and I'm trying to tell y'all's story too. What has kept you here? What what has made you made you stay here at Greenbrier Nazarene over all the years that you've been here? Um, I know that it's 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 easy to just go somewhere else, especially when we're 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 facing struggles or something like that. But what what has kept you guys here? The communion wine ain't bad. <laughs> <laughs> well, it ain't the music. <laughs> just a, a few of us. It's me and Rita. We were just young married. And she was right up here in this old sanctuary in a little bitty room. Well, she'd have donuts and coffee or whatever. But anyway, whatever it took, she, she, she'd she come to the house wow. Saturday night and said, now you kids come to church, you know. Of course, you're young. You want to lay up in bed. Mm-hmm. But anyway, she told me something 40 years ago. I'll never forget it. She said, no matter what, no matter what, you stick by your church. If you're having trouble with a pastor or whoever's in that church, or if you don't believe, you don't think this is right or this is right, you stick by that church. Wow. And I've never forgot that. Mm -hmm. Now, I might not like what this guy's wearing, 
or whatever, but that's not going to keep me from coming to this church. Mm-hmm. But this is a this is a holiness church. Nazarenes are holiness people. Absolutely. But I, I've never give up, no matter how how hard it is. You you mm-hmm. you just we had a preacher here. Now I came back here in '87 on vacation, and I came to church. And right in, right in here was the kitchen. Right, little yep. bitty bitty block, '87 or '88. And they had a preacher, and the congregation was, my goodness, it got down to forty people. Well, but anyway, Marianne, Pat, Mom, all of them. They stuck by the church. Wow. And it, they overcame that. And, and look where we're at today. Right. Wow. You, you, you just can't. I've never give up. Now, I might not agree with something. Yeah. But I, I'm, I'm for, I'm, I was raised in a holiness church. And uh, I, that's the way I, I, I'll probably die in a holiness church. Yeah. <laughs> Ronnie, what about you? And uh, I was telling you earlier about back when I was in the military, but uh, uh, on Sundays was a day off at boot camp, and uh, I went to a Catholic service, and I went to every optional service that nearly was, uh, not every Sunday, not every Sunday, but I, I attended different different uh, denominational but, uh, and then when I come back, like I said, I was raised in Free Will Baptist Church. And uh, uh, we went to Faith Baptist Church out here some. And uh, uh, got, Carol, my wife, got started coming up here to the Nazarene Church. And she liked it here. That, but now who invited her? Mary Ann, probably. Who was Gary it? Felder. Gary and... Gary and Marie. Gary and Marie. Yeah, yeah, Gary and Marie. But uh, anyway, it uh, it was just that uh, it's just that old good feeling that you get, and uh, yeah. uh, it it's just home, and there uh, and it's just remained home. Uh, you're not looking over the fence because you're being fed right here. We had a little discussion in Sunday school class couple about uh, staying inside the sandbox, and I used the terminology. Uh, uh, the example of cattle on a farm, because we raised on a farm, but uh, the cattle will push the fence down or try to crawl under it or jump over it to get out and get something, get fed something else. Well, uh, God is taking care of the needs that we have, and uh, we've He's taken. I'll never for, never leave you or forsake you. He'll take you through the hard times. You won't have to go by yourself, and uh, just. Just come prepared. Yeah, be here prepared. Wow, you 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 mentioned something in there about um, we well you both did about how tight or how tight the church is and, and people that got you here and kind of ministered to you. Um, I think that's one thing that we as uh, as the church take pride in is our our family environment. And when I say that, it means I mean that everyone feels like family. Um, I know that I, for one, could go on and on about this. I was raised by the church, literally, um, from my 
first breath to the one I'm taking now, um, Marianne and Judy O'Quinn and, and all, all those, they, they helped raise me. And um, so what, what, what do you think, and this is going to be, I, I can't even think of, an, of a good answer myself, but what, what sets us apart that way? Um, that makes us really feel like a family. Um, I believe the. I don't know. That is hard. I believe the spirit too. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I really do. Love one another. Uh, Christ told the disciples when they asked him what was the greatest. And he said to love one another. Mm-hmm. And uh, the good news is based on love. That's right. That's all it is. It's based on love. Love, love one another as Christ loved. Uh, if somebody in our church family is struggling, and re- if they reach out, love takes over mm-hmm. and they get their help they need. That's right. If, be it prayer or just whatever. Uh, and if somebody's hurting, the church family's hurting. And uh, you can feel that and call it the Spirit. Yeah. Yeah. Call it the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. Uh, that'll direct your path. Yeah. And uh, you'll reach out and you'll try to help because you know sooner or later you're going to be hurting. Yeah. Be it some family situation or a loss of a loved one or something else, man, the church is going to help you through that time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's just an extension of what church is supposed to be. I, I'll say this church, since I've been going here, since I'm a kid, I can name, and Ronnie can too, he can name, just the churches that we know has split. Mm-hmm. And I and I look at that and we're big. Mm-hmm. And when you get when we seen those churches split, they got too big. And they went to, you know, couldn't agree on something. Yeah. But we're getting we're big. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're a big church for Greenville, Arkansas. Oh, absolutely, mm-hmm. yes. Yeah. So, but we've not experienced that. Mm-hmm. And I don't think, you know, anything can happen, but I don't, I don't see it happening. Mm-hmm. Because that'll tell you something about the history of the Greenbrier Church of the Nazarene. Yeah. And, and I, I think we're, we're blessed in that department. Of of uh, you know I might not agree with you or you or mm-hmm. but that goes back. Stand by your church through thick and thin, and we're gonna see some good days coming, and we're gonna see some bad days coming. Yep. And we've seen our parents, my grandparents, you know, they've all seen bad times. But the Greenboro Church of the Nazarene has stood solid. We might not have but 40 people. Yep. Now we got 
500, 600, whatever, 390 every Sunday, whatever. Mm -hmm. But that just goes to show the people, the community, what this church stands for. So I'm proud that I go here. Uh, it's like Larry said, and, and not to not to make a deal out of it or anything, but uh, like I said, we've had opportunities for a lot of division in the church. Mm -hmm. Yes, we could have been we yes. could have fell victim to that split. Yes, over the years. Uh, Pews or cheers, yes. uh, hymnals or uh, heavenly highway hymnals or, or, or the music struggles and whatever, and uh, uh, you know the devil hadn't been able to use that as a wedge to cause this church to stumble. It's carried on, and it's because of the it's because of the people that's working here, and. Uh, God's got his hand on this church. Yes, sir. I, I think so too. God's got his he's, hand on this he's, church. He's had it since the beginning. Yeah. 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 And, uh, oh, yeah. absolutely. I, I am too. I think, like y'all talked about, um, that God, oh, we've, we've been here since 1904, so it's going on 113 years now that we've been sitting and on this very piece of property. We have been right here in Greenberg for 113 years and I think that just looking back over that, you can see every step of the way where God was uh, guiding and directing and, and, and preparing for, for what was going to happen right now. And I think that we, we see him right now preparing us for what's going to happen, you know, in 100 years moving forward. Um, I'm, a, I'm a firm believer that this church is going to be here till glory comes. You know? mm -hmm. I'm just going to ask you guys one more question. Um, and then we'll finish it up. And this one is, is the one that I was kind of saving. Um, I didn't really tell you about it going in. But um, if you were to look at a 20 or 30-year-old couple or individual that came into our church um, this Sunday, and, and you were to sit down with them, um, just somebody that, that's new, what, what piece of advice would you give them um, as a new Greenbrier Nazarene? How many kids they got? <laughs> I need some more. Yeah, <laughs> I need some more information. You can make no. it as specific as you want. Boy, what would you say? There's a lot of places that you could have been this Sunday, besides coming in the front door of the Nazarene Church. The world is full of places you could be, but apparently you came here because you're needing something. And what we have is a house of God. And when you realize, when you finally open your eyes and realize that you can't do one thing. Gary Freeman sang a song, I can't even stand without you holding my hand. I can't breathe. I can't see. I can't do anything without God. And here's where I can lead him. Come in and see that God is here. And he's what you need, and he's what you're looking for, or you wouldn't be here. And he will be here, and he will meet you right here. Wow. I would tell him, where was you at last Saturday night? <laughs> 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 I'd tell him, 
I am so glad that y'all come. And I don't know who invited you, but it, I'd say, welcome to the Church of the Nazarene Church. We've got some good people here. We want to make you welcome. We are not here to tell you if, you, if you're going to be seated, you're going to listen to our ways. I will tell them that. This, the Nazarene Church in Greenbrier is not like that. We're glad you're here. And if this don't, if this church don't satisfy your need, you need to be in church somewhere. Mm -hmm. I'm glad you're here. We can help you. We've got a wonderful ministry. If you got little kids, whatever. And you will be taught here. We have teachers and preachers. Our pastor is a preacher and a teacher. He's not dry. He's to the point. But if you come to a good church, this is a good church. Mm -hmm. But I, I hope to see you next Sunday. But if you're not here, be somewhere. Yeah. And that's, awesome. that's all we got to tell. guys so much for listening this week be sure to tune in next week when we sit down with a man that needs no introduction brother jim sanders you definitely don't want to miss that one to just give you a short preview i'm going to let larry johnson tell a story about brother jim that gives you a great insight into the man who led our church for almost 28 years see you next week brother sanders i'm going to plug that in there one time he got all the He got all the board members. You wasn't even born, I don't guess. It's an old church. And he washed all of our feet. I'll never forget that. Wow. Your aunt was there. Mm -hmm. uh, I'll never forget that. That's the, that's the humility in Brother Jim. That, that was, I, I, I mean, maybe that ain't. He got us all up there on stage. And, and yeah. Wow. That was, they were very humble.